This is Soccer Pilgrim, the podcast dedicated to soccer and travel, where each stadium is shrine and its fans delay people. For the traveler, it is another culture to explore. Welcome to the Soccer Pilgrim podcast with Jason Kim. Hey everyone, welcome back to Soccer Pilgrim. I'm your host, Jason Kim. And today is a special episode. I have a guest, so two guests for the first time. I thought, why not? go big or go home and I decided to go big with two very special guests that I see every week on another podcast called the Darby cast podcast which you know is just three Canadian guys talking about soccer and try to grow the soccer culture in Canada and I want to present him to you right now first one is the one who emailed me back saying that yes we would like to have you as your e- as your uh, podcast producer that's Tagua what's up Tagua hey what's good bro what's good awesome. all right and tfc you know the vibes oh shit yeah he's a toronto fan and the other guest is ak what's up ak yo 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 what's up guys happy to be here awesome oh man i'm so excited for this uh you can't tell but i'm having the biggest smile right now so i guess with my starting talk about you want to sort of introduce yourself and what you do in derby i suppose yeah um What's up, everyone? My name is Tugwa. I am founder of Darby Magazine. I have no clue what I'm doing, but I just love footy. I love growing the game. I love storytelling. And yeah, that's that's me. Take pictures, mediocre pictures of footballers. And I like, yeah, I just like hanging out. I love the sport. You also, you say you work you work for Vancouver, no? For the Whitecaps? Uh, I work for Major League Soccer. I, I work for them on a full-time basis. Now I'm just on a contract, though. Shout out to COVID. <laughs> and AK? Yeah, I am managing editor, managing editor. Wow, I can't talk today. <laughs> managing editor at Darby. Um, yeah, I'm also very into photography. I try to take somewhat decent photos as well. And yeah, I love football. I've got a recent love of Canadian football and just North American football in general. So I'm just on this crazy journey with my homies over here. Okay. Exciting. So one thing I love about all of us to kick off is that we all genuinely, genuinely love soccer in Canada to kind of see it grow and see it become kind of how it is like in the States a little bit with like kick TV and all that stuff back in the days. And I guess I'll start with talk about like when, when did you become a TFC fan? Yeah, no. So TFC has been around since Oh five. I can't say I was like Oh five day one kind of, kind of fan, but it was in 2007, 2008 when I really started following them because I had a family member, a uh, family friend okay. who played, uh, who was like on, who was, who was kind of rising up with, with TFC. So my dad and I, we would get tickets constantly from him, basically like season tickets and stuff like that. And yeah, no. So, so that kind of builds it obviously, um, like when, and I, I, we, we might, we might talk into it a little bit later, but I, it, for me, football wasn't unlike YouTube. Football isn't my number one. Wasn't always my number one, I should say. Um, so I was a TFC fan in 07, 08. That's when I started because of Gabe Gala. But I was still always at that point like an NBA fan, like a, a uh, diehard like ball fan. So TFC was trash. So I didn't really <laughs> cheer for them. Like I cheered for them from tw- 2007 to like 2012. Then stopped cheering for them just because it was like terrible. Also, MLS was terrible back then. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then 2014, I met Mitch Tierney um, in university, and he kind of would like slowly, he'd just always be about TFC, and I kind of started watching it again and getting into it again. And then, yeah, we're here now. We we love it. We have homies in it, mm-hmm. and we, you know, we, we have our own fantasy league, all of us. Yeah, the 49th Parallel Cup. Um, that was a long-winded answer. No, that's a great answer. And I'm doing trash at the 49 Parallel Cup. I'm, I'm fucking... Yeah, same, bro. This week has been tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this week was terrible for this me. Rough. So, AK, yourself. Like, I know you were you were a, a fan of European of the European leagues, right? Like, was it AC Milan yeah. and Chelsea? Those are your teams, right? Yeah, AC Milan. Well, honestly, Brazil. The Brazilian national team was the first one. I think we both, we both have similar stories of, like, really falling in love at the 2002 World Cup. Mm-hmm. so i was yeah that's like brazil was my first like international experience but then like i kind of like shifted and geared towards milan which is kind of interesting because you don't really catch a Serie A games on yeah, you know true. canadian cable so 
it was that was like had to come through like specialty channels and stuff and then then my kind of legions shifted and chelsea kind of came into the frame as well too but that was all that was always my thing but even I remember I followed TFC in that first season, like when they were first introduced, because I had no idea what was going on. I was like, whoa, Toronto has a team like this is crazy. So we would watch me and my dad would watch a couple of the games here and there. But yeah, like Shout out Danny said, Dickio. Yeah, Danny Dickio, first goal. I remember watching that oh. first goal. I don't when I look back at that footage, I think someone posted it a while ago. I was like, whoa, that was a long time ago. I did not even take that in. Oh, but, Danny Dickey. Crazier too, though, Tuggle, because I had Danny a homie Dickey, also yo. when I was younger who was on TFC, Fuad Ibrahim. And then we actually got like mad tickets from him. So we used to go and watch the games. Well, I didn't, we never even shared that story. So that's something that was oh, that's funny. I was always in and out of TFC, but now being back with Darby and like seeing the importance of like making North American soccer grow, now I'm like full force, like that's all awesome. in. Yeah, that's really cool. So, Oh yeah, I before we go any further, I gotta frame, I guess, the podcast for those who don't read the title. Uh, why would you not read the title? So this episode, I'm doing it with Darby, well, my Darby fam, I guess, with uh, AK and Tugwa. But this episode, I really want to focus on the Darby between Montreal and Toronto and how it's growing and how it's becoming a thing. The last episodes, I've been, you know, kind of giving you this history lessons a little bit, and even some of my personal stories, and. With you two guys, I mean, especially with Tugwa, every every fucking episode, he's busting my chops. <laughs> every single no, 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 Montreal, forever in our shadows, Montreal. Oh, my. yeah. So I hear that every day. I don't have a reply because, I mean, Toronto's been the better team for the last couple of years. But yeah, like... Kiss the ring, boy. <laughs> you, did, you did get a trophy. You did get a trophy all over us in a very yeah. spectacular way. And that really killed Tugwa too. Yeah. Actually, okay. This It brings me to this. Last episode, we had a debate about the name of the Derby. In Toronto, you guys call it the what? 4-1. Yeah. yeah. Montrealers don't call it this well, for the record. How? But I heard it called Le Classic. And that's you, so that's that can't be nah, a thing if, and I also not some some toronto people don't even like the 401 derby i just huh. like i think there needs to be like someone says can you change it but can you change it at this point because the, the other one sounds like the montreal one sounds like el classico too much yeah. 401 derby sounds like honestly just it's there's no spice to that at all like there's nothing there's nothing spicy about the 401 i hate the 401 i hate it <laughs> Everyone always hates traffic it. We so, hit a chord there. <laughs> yeah, I did. I really do not like traffic. But I don't know what. Okay, if you guys, if you guys were to pick a new name, that would be central. Are we allowed to swear here? Everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go fill. Ah, uh, let's go. I, I sponsors. Right. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> fuck that shit. Fuck this shit. Uh, yeah, no. What would you guys? Fuck Montreal. Oh my yeah. god! Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, not 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 the province, but fuck the impact. Club the foot. Fuck them all. <laughs> is it out of your system? I'm never, I'm never getting a job with MTL. It's funny. It's just wild. <laughs> Ever. And you have so many homies from there too. That's so true. But yeah, what would you guys name it? I don't know. Talk about- I honestly have no issue with the 401 Derby. Mm. Really? It just doesn't it really not feel like compared to like the old firm, El Clasico, like North London Derby. Like if anything, Northside Derby. Northside, okay. Why? Because I just said the North London Derby. Well, we're in like we're in the north, most northern part of the North America, technically of the MLS in Canada. True. We the North kind of thing. Can need like like everyone's always like up uh, down south is America, and like no one says like down north, but like like we're just like north of them. So it's like the two I northern. Feel, I feel like Quebec don't even like, I feel like they don't even fuck with like the we, the North thing. Like was that a, like when the Raptors were oh, in the playoffs like for the championship, big. what was the, yeah, no, that, bro, that was universal. That was, that, that was, was universal. Was that it? was, I don't know because I feel like sometimes like Quebec people don't even want to associate with like, no, like other Canadians. No, what rap, Raptors are different. Raptors yeah. uh, may, uh, like not so much Jays because there's other options that like people can easily like hear people are, like people are either Jays fans or they're like Seattle fans, but with the Raptors, it's like it feels, you know, and it it feels closer. It feels more special yeah. because 
Yeah, I don't know why it's it's wild because I just out here I see people either with them Vancouver Grizzlies jersey in Vancouver or a Raptors jersey, no in between. Yeah, that Grizzlies jersey, damn, that it's the best. I, I I I've seen it sometimes. I'm not even an NBA fan, but I just love the look of the jersey. It's the it's the turquoise or teal. Uh, anyway. Like with the Weed and North thing in Montreal, it was big. It was really big. And it was something infectious about the Raptors because it's the only Canadian franchise, I think, A. The Blue Jays is different because we had a baseball team and now it's gone. So Montreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Montrealers who support the Blue Jays is sort of like by default. The same way with hockey, a lot of people from Quebec City never liked the Habs, never liked the Canadians. But because the Nordic is gone. They have to support the Canadians and they fucking hate it. Like that's, that's kind of a fact. Oh, really? Like a lot of them were like, we'd rather have our Quebec team back, which is, it's interesting, but like another name, maybe the Laurentian Derby, but I don't know. It's not as. That's French. No, but. Yeah. Like, but apparently. Any hint of French? Any Anything of with French, French no is, not, is not, is not my, my guy. Un petit peu. That's so. <laughs> come see, come Far, <laughs> Do you know? Do you know what's missing is that with all the other derbies, there was like an actual war, or they're just in a cool city. You know what I mean, like North. But North. that's what makes this. That's what makes this derby so cool. It is the quintessential North American derby. There's like no like real True. like like you were telling us before. There's like no war. There's no. Yes, it's the English versus the French, which is like the biggest thing. But it's just like mm-hmm. a cultural thing. Like growing yeah. up as a kid, like whether it was hockey or whatnot. If it was if there was Montreal, Toronto, like you know, it's a beef thing. You know, yeah, like or Ontario, which which I think is so dope. Whereas like other 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 teams specifically in the mls you know who have these derbies which aren't like it's just like inner city derbies where it's like nashville versus atlanta or or cincinnati versus you know yeah those are like there's nothing there like those like proximity yeah it's 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 strictly their their rivals because of like whereas us there's like like I genuinely do not like the Montreal Impact. <laughs> Good, like, I genuinely, I you know, I like don't like TFC either. So like I, I feel you. I totally feel you. And and you, I, I, I can promise you, you won't find many MLS fans unless it's like a LAFC versus LA Galaxy, which is another dope one. Yeah. Because like LA Galaxy fans call LAFC fans Chivas 2.0. Uh, so like, that's it's like even there, it's like a little bit like, whereas this is like an even kind of rivalry and it feels like it feel minus like this year because like there's no fans it's in orlando again it yeah. felt it was like the first derby where like i usually get super hyped up for for them but i you just it's not couldn't. the same like i remember the toronto games in montreal the entire city i mean like i would mm. back in the days i used to take the metro even when it was a hockey game like in hockey, whenever Boston or Toronto comes to Montreal, you feel it in the air. Like people mm-hmm. are ready to fucking fight. Like drunk white dudes are ready to go at any moment. And when when Toronto's playing at Saputo Stadium, when I'm on the Metro, the tension is very palpable. Like mm-hmm. among Montrealists, because we're self-deprecating city. We think we're sh- we think we're kind of shitty, low key. Like a lot of Montrealers won't admit this, but we have a very negative soul deep down inside. So. There's there's something in the metro is like don't fuck this up don't fuck this up don't fuck this up like that's kind of our thinking in Montreal when it comes to sports but like what about you AK like you being a new MLS fan and also growing up in did you grow up in Windsor or in Toronto No Toronto Toronto I just Mississauga Mississauga Saga but yeah Toronto most of the time that's where I really became culturally aware um, No but like so my first experience of the derby was. Uh, when we were on assignment shooting for Derby and that was the Canadian championships. So I didn't even actually take it in. I was like, Oh shit. Like, cause when me and Doug met up before the game, we're talking, he's like, yeah, dude, this is like a big deal. Like, like they don't like, we do not like them. And I was like, Oh shit. This is like an actual Derby. Like, all right, cool. Like I'm all right. I'm pumped for this. We're caught in everything. Got there. Yeah. When we got there, the first thing we saw was literally the Montreal fans all standing out in the crowd. Like, just like, er, like everyone just like ready to go off pre COVID masked up. Yeah. And then then we met up with all the TFC guys and then every single one of them was branded with a fuck Montreal sign, like (laughs) t-shirt. That was, it was great. great. I was like, yo, this is dope. Like we didn't, they kind of said like they probably weren't going to do like flares or anything like that. And we we're like, all right, cool. You know, whatever, whatever. Like, so we were kind of shooting them, like following them. 
But once they were lying, bro. They say that all the time because there's so many narcs. I can say yeah, that exactly. <laughs> oh, the minute they got to that field, like it, like just like the, there's a little strip that goes like right to the stadium, like out of the like CNE. I mean, from the um, go train. Shout out, to our, shout out to the homies in uh, uh, at the inebriati. Shout out yeah, to all the TFT fans, homies. but not inebriati. Yeah, I got called out on Twitter one time for being uh, uh, a inebriati freaking fucking fanboy, but inebriati. What's that? I'm not gonna get into it because I love all TFC supporters. Is that the ultra group? Yeah, it's the all. Uh, it's the ultras. Okay. Yeah. The ones that go to Ottawa and and you know. Are they the but ones that dress all in black? Yeah, fam. I've seen them. Okay, so shout out to all of them. Shout my, out to all yeah, the men. Nah, they're they're the homies, man. Nah, but that was like that gave me my first like taste of it. Like it really did suck seeing like Toronto lose because mm. I didn't like I I still felt it, but like I didn't feel it. But I was like, okay, this is the beginning of like how I'm gonna get this like. Yeah. Like get the blood boiling in me, you know, to like really get onto it. Wait, which but game that was, was specific. It was cool because that was my first like experience of a derby. So, wait, yeah, wait, fuck wait. Montreal, dude. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait. What? Which game was it? The Canadian Championship, what, 2019. Yeah, it was when you guys won and on penalties, right? Yeah, on penalties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we had to shoot them too, like celebrating yeah. with the trophy <laughs> on the side because I was like, <laughs> so for me. This was like my first couple of games of like shooting professionally, right? Like I right. shot a, like a couple, like a handful of TFC games. And then I got my, uh, I forget which one was first, but like, this was my first championship game. Mm. And then I got like an international game. So oh, I was shit. like, honestly, super hyped to be there. So I was shooting Montreal a little bit more than I should have been, but <laughs> I was shooting it for the pure, like, yeah, like football in me. Yeah. yeah like I just yeah. loved it. So I was shooting in that. I looked over at top where I'm like, dude, you know, you have to take photos, right? Like, he's just like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah, I know, man. I just don't want to. I'm yeah, like, that, I that, that sh- like if that shit, I was, cause I was shooting it for, for uh Canada soccer, that one. So it was like, I had like, AK had to be like, dude, you're, you, you have to shoot this. It's like, like I, I was like, I was just, so, cause the entire time what hurt me was Sam Piet every time yes, like Sam yes. Piet would start and Balutaba would, yes. would start the fuck tr- TFC fuck TFC <laughs> and I'm like every time they would do that I would just put my camera down because I couldn't because it's like the man them are all, like I saw the man them like gutted already on TFC and I'm like now I have to shoot these these people <laughs> slandering like it that one hurt fam so yeah yeah okay because we were on the pitch too we're like yeah. we're just standing on the pitch oh, we're just like man yeah, so what the fuck yeah. do we do but we the, it did kind of turn out well because then we, we got some uh pretty good bangers of each other too like we got some photos of like on the pitch and stuff so oh, that's awesome at least we got those ones <laughs> so i gotta ask then so for um talk about since i mean you're, you've been a fan since day one just uh what was your i'm just sorry i'm just imagining yourself shooting that moment of just Montreal glory and you're just there, have to take it in. I, I, I love that image. But, anyway, hmm. <laughs> but um, uh, what was your first, uh, like, what's the most memorable moment? Besides that one, what's the most memorable memorable moment shooting for TFC or doing anything with TFC or watching TFC? Or- like in or TFC Montreal or just in general? How about both? I would say my, my favorite memory of, would, would would have to be... And there's been so, there's been so many good ones. Yeah, like obvi- obviously, like 2017, shooting that, shooting the like being able to shoot the finals and everything, and that was like right. my that was like my first full season because before then I would be shooting like one or two games, but like that season I finally got like my full um, accreditation. Nice. Um, so being able to do that was unbelievable. Man was in the change rooms when the champagne was popping. But also like just being in Seattle, even though they lost, but just like like traveling with the team, you know? Mm-hmm. Like that I mean, I wasn't traveling with the team, right. but like yeah. like you know what I mean? Like being like an away day kind of vibe in yeah. such a big game. That one was another massive one. Canadian championships are always amazing. Um and I've been able to shoot. I, I got to shoot Rooney. I really? got to shoot. Yeah, when when he was with uh, DC, like I got to shoot Zlatan. So like, there's so many like, it's 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 hard. And then my favorite overall would be the playoff series we had against y'all, where Seba went went brazy. Seba and Josie went brazy. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably when when it comes to like the Montreal TFC context. That 2016, I do believe. 
that was that was a really good series. Yeah, that one was really good. And there's been so many amazing games and it's like the cool thing about it too is players are up for it you know Ta- yeah. like going back to what makes it dope like other rivalries like tfc has a rivalry with columbus crew oh i didn't know that why it's be- it be- that that was the rivalry that the mls put forth when we first came to the league before you guys were there oh uh, was that because of a regional thing yeah it was like a regional thing i, I can't yeah, even that'd, remember that'd be like the closest teams aside from like new york i guess yeah, I can't. I can't even remember. I there's a name for it too. Like there's a trophy that like nobody oh, yeah, gives. They just posted it. Yeah, nobody gives a damn about it. But it's like yeah. that's what what I also love about it is like Josie hates like Montreal and and that's at good. first I had a I had a I had a dissing for like players that would go back and forth even though um we got uh what's his name he was your captain and then he came to us oh no bald. Yeah, Simon. I, I was blanking. That was that, oh, yeah. that was that, everything was forbidden. I was like, I hate anyone in like just a general <laughs> context, but that changed my mind. That's, but yeah, that's that's I I I rambled again. No, 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 you didn't. It's that was perfect. But Montreal TFC, fam. This guy loves ranting, bro. No, no, What's that's, up with you? With TFC in Montreal, I can go for hours. No, this I know, perfect. I love it. <laughs> it's for, I remember. Do you know where I? I remember where I was that night when Montreal lost to TFC and that rainy fucking game at BMO mm-hmm. Field. I was at a futsal playoff and I lost that playoff too. I don't feel bad for you at all. <laughs> bad you, game for, for you. <laughs> like Yo, at all. Like I was, it was, oh man, it sucks. Cause like, I remember watching the first half and then it was a playoff. I was like, okay, I, I got to go to the playoffs uh, for my game. And we were leading three, two in like Montreal. We yeah. game at the three, two. And then the second leg, I think at some point Montreal scored the first two goals, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cruise control. We just got to damage control and then we're good. Like we could do this. And so I don't check my phone. I go to the game and then I'm on the bench. I'm like, I got to check the game. And I check it halfway through my futsal uh, playoff game. My, my performance just dipped. I was so depressed. I was like, I can't like, this is when I realized I'm a Montreal fan and an MLS fan because the next three days I was genuinely sad. I was like, we could have done it. But those mother- that's how people- I felt. That's how I felt 2019 when I had to shoot that. Yeah. editing it was worse editing it by far because i was editing the photos and hearing them saying ftfc and you're getting paid and i was just this. like and you're getting paid to do this my yeah, tax man. money is somehow involved in this and i'm so happy that's somehow, somehow involved it's i know some way it's been quote-unquote mismanaged but i'm happy with that quote-unquote mismanagement <laughs> it hurt bro do you know like um Actually, I have another story. My first MLS game was at a TFC game. So my ex-girlfriend's uh, brother-in-law was a shout TFC. out to ex-girlfriends. Yeah, she, yeah nah, shout, not shout out to them. <laughs> and um, I'm okay. I'm not shouting them out. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't. <laughs> this guy's a married man. <laughs> Smart play. <laughs> and I just want nothing to do with them. I want nothing. Uh, to do yo, with them. if Layla hears this, there was no. There was he. He was. He said no instantly. There was no edit there. <laughs> you see, that's a real one. AK is a real one right there. He saw it. He's like, wait, no, no, no. I just, you know, for whatever reason, I just pictured Charlemagne the God saying, "Black men don't cheat." And I just kind of started popping in no, my head. Um, yep. Nah, yep. 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 So, I agree. I agree. Black men do not cheat. So I was, <laughs> fuck, I, I lost my question now. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. no, it was about your first, your first game yeah. watching and it was against TFC, See, ex-girlfriend, mother girlfriends That's what ex-girlfriends do. They, they, they distract you. We got tickets to the game. So we got four tickets. And then he was like, he's just a fan of every single Toronto sports team. So he's like, a, you know, big fan of everything and he's with the tfc fans we're traveling with the tfc fans i'm there wearing my burgundy jacket try to blend in but everything inside of me i'm not a hardcore impact fan at this point but i'm still a fan and i was like fuck i hate everything about it felt this. wrong it felt so wrong i just was like i'm hearing them talk shit i'm like shut the fuck up don't you know and we get there and i see the uh the ultras all in black i see them like a few like stands away and it was just the most crazy thing because Montreal lost and Drogba had this huge embezzlement of fraud or whatever, like this huge controversy where he was supposedly embezzling um, money that was supposed to go to some like uh, African community in Cote d'Ivoire or something like that. He was supposedly stealing money and then they were chanting that. I didn't like it, but you know, whatever. I'm undercover right now. Except there was like these mandem kind of people behind us at like the kind of the VIP box that were getting upset 
and they were like throwing beers it was just getting he was about to throw a chair and they're about to you know crazy shit the real Montreal police not stadium security the police ran in to break the fight and i was like oh this is my first that's a proper derby right that's there a proper bro. derby i was like shit this is it oh my god this is fun this is crazy and the last time TFC played, I understand why Josie hates Montreal because there's one fan in the stadium that just was relentless on Josie. Just every time he touched the ball, he's like, you're, it's like, you're slow and fat. Oh, and I'm like, oh my God, just nonstop. It was, you know, it is what it is, right? I guess. That's what you got to do, man. Like these derbies don't exist if the fans like don't start it and then the players have to continue it, mm-hmm. you know? So like Josie is not Canadian, but he embraced you know, like Toronto as like his home. And then for him to take up the mantle of like, yeah, this is going to be our beef. Like, this is it. That's what creates it. You know, like yeah. the fans can do all they want, but we need the players to be part of it. You know, like when you watch all these like old school, like classicals and stuff like that, like the players are what make it, you know, we had, yeah. we watched the best era of El Clasico's when it was Pep versus Mourinho. And mm. that wasn't just because like the fans were going at it, but that was because like the players were in it, on it. And these guys were all teammates too. So oh, yeah. it didn't matter. They were still going at it, you know? So I'm still surprised it that gotta be both, both sides, you know, I'm still surprised that Spain was still able to win two euros and a world cup while having the most intensive classicals in like recent history. You know, it's, it's pretty impressive. But like now it's just crap. <laughs> yeah, it's not the same. I okay, actually, okay. For a moment, let's get off of soccer. Let's talk about like our upbringings, right? So we're all children of immigrants. You know, both of you grew up in Toronto. I grew up in Montreal. But despite I grew fact, up in Keswick, I don't want nobody coming for me. I'm from Keswick. Where's Keswick? Yeah, different. Different. Uh, Keswick is like pre twenty. 20- 15 when the highway extended all the way to us Keswick was like an hour and a half hour 15 out of out of Toronto whoa oh shit yeah I thought you were I thought you were further than that I thought you were at least three hours from Toronto oh without that wait That's, with the highway with the highway. It's a, no without the highway it's not that far three hours oh, away I, I always thought it was like Timmins far kind of thing like that. no 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 like I I still went to like the city with my sister every now and then when I was I still, I still got a little, a little culture in me, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's the beginning of cottage country. But how would you just wanted that to be made known? So you're like, in my I don't mind, rep because Keswick, I don't rep Toronto. I'm, I'm, I'm a Keswick man. In my mind, like in my mind, in my imagination, you're like deep Ontario. I'm assuming. Yeah, pretty deep. <laughs> so like, okay, well that being said, so why? When was the first time you remembered that Montreal became like? cultural enemy or something like that do you know how like you hear people from boston new york always say like kind of have this like weird cultural beef let's say it's not serious but you know they have that thing when did you feel like you were first introduced to that with Montreal toronto I, I i got one so when i was young my favorite thing to do was watch hockey movies so i loved like all like the mighty ducks all those kind of movies and stuff. But I remember watching, oh, I forget what it was, like Le Rocket or something like that. It was a it was about a Montreal goalkeeper that didn't wear a helmet. Oh, I like didn't wear that face mask or whatever. Um, but like it was from that. And then from like and because Toronto, Montreal, Boston, all those, they were like, you know, the original like uh yeah, yeah, teams yeah. and stuff. So from there I learned, oh, like that's like a beef thing, like Toronto, Montreal. So it was actually from hockey is where I learned that from just like watching movies when mm. I was a kid. Tuggo, what about you? Yeah, no, for, for me, is kind of funny, good that I talked about. So I'm from a cottage, cottage town, very white. So for me, I like grew up playing. I had to play basketball because I was a black kid. So I had to be good at that. So I was, I'm, I'm good at ball, but it was also like hockey. I just give you some pressure. And like, as a, as a kid, like playing mini sticks and like, I I was like, I was like, uh, there was a point where I was a decent Maple Leafs fan. Right. Mm. So like, it was just like that. Like I knew that games against y'all would be the Canadians were like the real deal from when I was 10, you know, like, like I genuinely remember playing mini sticks and like no one would ever pick up the Montreal Canadians, like mini stick. Like that was just like a, that was a thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so for, for me, it was like that young, um, like in the, in the homies basements, there'd be like all these mini sticks and like no one would touch the, the, the red Montreal. It's crazy how hockey is sport that we don't even associate with is like what, like 
caused all that too. That's weird. Cause I will yeah. never watch hockey now. But you know what's funny is that because I grew up in, you know, growing up in Quebec, especially in Montreal in like post-95 uh, referendum, it was kind of a wild place. What I mean by that it was it's very pro-Quebec everywhere. The way it was introduced to us, the rest of Canada, was that they denied us the freedom of being an independent country. That was kind of low-key what they were telling us. I remember not maybe not the schools per se, but some of the older Quebecois people definitely had that mentality. And also, there was also a controversial statement like Parizeau, the leader of the Parti Québécois, he said, uh, or Black Québécois, he said, uh, I'm translating French in my head. Oh, he blamed the ethnic vote because of Montreal, of the failure of Quebec, yes, as, as, as in Quebec separatism. So that being said, when we look at, like for Montrealers, especially during that time, when we look at Toronto, it was that you took our money. All of our banks, BMO fucking left Montreal and went to Toronto. Like, that's embarrassing. You know what I mean? As a city, like the Bank of Montreal is now in Toronto, the headquarters. So it's like, for a lot of Montreal, it's like, yo, you took, like, A, not only you took our mon- money, but well, not really take, it was our fault at the end of the day. But, you know, you took our money, all of our most influential people left. And we went from, you know, Canada's top to second overnight. And it was just, it, I think that's why my generation people think we're shit in the low key because of that weird tension. That's the way I saw it, at least. That's also, interesting. Yeah. Also, when was the second, after the 95 one, when was the next referendum? Oh, no, 95 like, was the second one. Oh, that was, okay. Because I think I remember when I was a little bit older, because I, I, we were, well, we're both the same age, but like we yeah. were so young then. Yeah. But now that I remember- I'm not, I'm young, bro. I'm talking to Jisoo. Um, <laughs> but when I remember like my dad talking about it and I was like, yeah, what was like, what's a referendum? He's just like, oh, they want to like split. And then I was like, in my head, I didn't even know, but I was like, yeah. wow, why would like, what's wrong with those guys? Why would they want to <laughs> leave Canada? Like yeah. that would just mean like they would cut off a whole side of the country. Like it, I, I had no idea. And I like created this like little, I just remember now there's a little internal beef in my head as a like, kid just oh. saying like wow those guys don't even want to be part of canada like it's kind of like those guys betrayed right? kind of thing like oh you fucking yeah traitors, yeah it was kind of like yeah. a betrayal yeah because i was like why would they want to do that like this place yeah. is dope i do like, you know like when i grew older and i started traveling to other parts of canada i realized that not a lot of people felt exactly the same way but i didn't really cl- until you said it, it didn't click in that they feel betrayed a little bit i didn't realize that it's this weird thing because in quebec they always felt like they always bring up english colonization we were colonized by english we we're colonized by english i'm like yeah but you're, you're still white and you're colonizing native people so whatever and it was like it was like you know like they they self-victimize i mean they're let me phrase that they are right a lot of things they do say they are right they were discriminated against by the english elites and all that stuff but i'm like but those days are over you won you're the power now it within you know within quebec <laughs> and like going back to the hockey thing i remember even with the montreal canadians i was told straight up do not support the Boston Bruins. Do not support the Leafs. If you do, you're going to get kicked out of the city. That was, I'm not even joking. That was told to me both times in English and in French. So I knew that shit was for real, but I never understood the cultural aspect because my cousins are from Toronto. They're born and raised there. And to me, I was like, oh, they just, they don't speak French. That was the only thing that went in my mind. I was like, no, you know, they just don't speak French. Actually, with Tugwa, like you're from Keswick, but uh, how much of, let's say that Toronto cultural culture influenced Keswick? Not at all. Keswick is very white. It's just like the general, like Toronto, the Maple Leafs are like Ontario's team. Right. Yeah. And, and Montreal is just Montreal. Right. And cause like I said, when legitimately 10 years old playing mini sticks, there was no more context than we don't like them. Cause they're not from Toronto, you know, like they're not from here. That was kind of the, as far as it would go. But then like, as you grew up, you just like, it's, it's like, it's just what, you know, you know, from, from those times where it's like, Oh, I don't want that mini stick to like when you're growing older now and you're actually starting to like players and like stuff. It's like, Oh, they played for Montreal. I don't like that anymore. You know, like mm. they're not one of us. Oh, they scored a goal against like, then it becomes like, Oh yeah. Now they scored a goal. I remember that goal, like in overtime or whatever. I really don't like Montreal and it just grows and grows from there. That like that, that was it for me. Like there was no, for me, I never had something like where, what AK was saying, where it's like, which makes sense. Where, but I, I guess I'm just a, a, a stupider person, <laughs> like a kid who, like, he doesn't, who never thought of it in that way. Like those people, I just like also never paid attention to it. Yeah. So like, I I never had like those. Yeah. Ill will. my ill will is like completely just because of the sport. You know, like I love going to Montreal. <laughs> oh man, I love going. I think to we Montreal. all do. 
Yeah. How about this though? Because I've experienced this. So I've, ex- I've been, I go to Montreal all the, well, not all the time recently, but I used to go a lot. Right. And it was mainly to party. Mm-hmm. Right. So <laughs> yeah. When the first, it, my first time in Montreal, I was 18. And oh, at that shit. time, it was great because 19 was the legal age to drink in Ontario. Right. But we did a university trip. Uh, and we all went. So I was like, you sick. I was going into the convenience stores, buying my beer and stuff. But then the more and more times I go there, I realize, yo, none of these people actually like, like us. Like I, and I get it because we're like drunk and rowdy and all that stuff a lot. <laughs> Every time we try to talk to like, a, like a girl from like Montreal, did kind of be like a, you know, like a, yeah, get out of really? here kind of vibe. So we were just mm. like, oh, and then we kind of met like another couple friends, like after a couple times we went there and when I wasn't so rowdy and they were like, we were like, yeah, what's up with it? Like, why, like, why do you guys just like, not like people coming there? They're like, cause you guys just come and fuck up our city all the time. <laughs> like you guys have no control whatsoever. <laughs> like we don't go to Toronto and fuck shit up, but you guys come to Montreal yeah. and fuck shit up. And then I was like, yeah, damn, that is true. Like, I literally come here just to get fucked up. But at the same time, it's like we have to kind of blame ourselves because we also self-advertise as a party festival city. So it's kind of like what you expect is going to happen. But I totally get that logic because when I was about the same age, I was like, man, these fucking Torontonians ruin shit. And then when you grow older, you're like, ah, we everyone ruins a little bit of everything everywhere, right? But mm-hmm. oh, that's funny. Wait, Tago, what was your first memory of Montreal? Did you like, yeah, when was the first time you came to Montreal? Me? So... When when was the first time? I went to no, not an element. Family trip, maybe. No, because like my, my parents don't speak French, and they're like, "We want none of that." Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, actually, before we go any further, just to contextualize who we are as people, what is your ethnic backgrounds? Just so the audience. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm no, go ahead. Yeah, I'm uh, half Guyanese, which is in South America, borders Brazil and Venezuela and all those places. Uh, and I'm half, half Ethiopian. Exotic. Wow. Yes, sir. <laughs> and if you don't know, Ethiopia is in Africa. So What? <laughs> Just let people know. And Tagwa? Yeah, I'm from the country of Africa. Uh, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> you live in uh, Africa? Yeah, no, my parents are uh, Zimbabwean. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Zimbabwean. Like I fresh can, off, but that, that, this is this is one of this is what I'm interested, right? Because you guys come to Ontario. What do you feel like there was like hard cultural differences when you with your upbringing? I had a mixture. I know Tug was gonna have like a complete different one, but so like, well, I'm actually, kind of similar to. Um, so I started where I grew up with. I grew up in Etobicoke, mm-hmm. but that was like young, so I didn't really like get it, like a sense of the people but then we moved to mississauga but in the area that we moved in mississauga it's like called streetsville so it's a very that area is a very like white white area so i grew up with like all right white kids then in elementary school and then i went for middle school then i moved to a different part of mississauga and that section was all brown people Oh. And so then with a mixture of like, but then with a mixture of black people, Asian yeah. people, um, white people. So like a little mix, but like white people are the mi- minority all the time. <laughs> then high school, I went just down the street. Same thing, a little bit more, but majority like brown people. And then Toronto is like, yeah, everybody. So, everybody, yeah. But I mean, like for you, I mean, the growing up in Mississauga, do you feel like it was, there was culture clashes with your parents upbringing and then, you know. Mm, not really because my parents were pretty like so my dad came when he was in his 20s oh, okay. like young 20s my mom oh. came at, like 16 so, so they grew up in canada yeah like they okay. now now they've been in canada longer than they were in their home country so and and even oh. at that my dad was still very like open like he wasn't like, like he landed in vancouver first and like i don't know he was just like a very like open dude like he wasn't really like how my like other uncles and like other friends and stuff, their parents were like, they embraced us. Like they embraced the Western culture and they tried to get us to do it as many things as like, you know, what kids in Canada would do. So like we did everything. So there was no real like culture clash until maybe high school where it was like very like, 
the brown people would like always try to fight like me and the black guys and stuff kind of thing like that but what why with parents and stuff that was pretty like they were like yeah just do whatever <laughs> yeah talk about so what about you like i mean you you said your parents are like fresh off the boat right yeah man yeah no i i i am the like prototypical raised by african religious Afri- like christian uh, uh parents so like me like i didn't start drinking until i was 20 20 yeah i didn't start drinking until i was dangerous <laughs> yeah i didn't start drinking till i was 20 like i didn't start like like i went to like four parties in high school like i was like my parents just raised me as like i, I wasn't able to wear skulls like Whoa. anything because it was the devil it was like devilish um no swearing i still don't swear around my parents like at all like not even like not even like me and my sister in one room my parents in the other like if we're in my parents house we're not swearing oh shit okay i even try not to swear on the podcast because of him and his parents i'll keep yeah my mind. well my parents don't care about no, you're still, not you're not their care. son i don't care <laughs> I, mean, but, I need to clean my image in their eyes yeah so like with with me it was very different and again i grew up in a very very like if you google keswick or georgina which is like my hometown yeah. and racism like there's never ending articles about it so oh my god like i've been called the n-word i've been told i'm gonna get lynched i've been like all of these things um and because my parents are from zimbabwe in africa like the way they my dad because my dad our parents grew up through the apartheid so my dad was like oh, get over it it's just words you know wait your dad grew up during apartheid. oh my god okay yeah so he yeah like both of our parents fought in like uh their own risk like both of our dads like it was crazy is not crazy that's an ableist i need to get that out of my but both of our dads like ak and i realized like fought in their own respective country wars you know um so like the way that like when when i would go to school and i'd be like oh mom someone called me blackie oh mom someone pretended to use my clean shaven head as a mirror oh mom someone called me poo like mom and dad my dad my, my mom would like be the one oh it's just words but my dad would be like get over it you know like because oh, all of the stuff he grew up with yeah like that's nothing yeah um, oh my god like his reality of racism was a law yeah my dad yeah. never opened up to, my my dad never opened up to me about him being in like being a like guerrilla war and all of that until last year legitimately last year at my cottage um and like he he told me i was like dad i really want to know about this stuff and like he was like, all right, carry a ne- lot of trauma. Yeah. 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 The next he's like the next time, cause I was living in Vancouver and, and I think that's what helped me. I think if I was still in Toronto, he wouldn't open up because it's like, I'm still there. But like, he was like, all right, like I, he, I, I need to know this. Cause like, he's God forbid if anything were to happen. So it, like he sat me down and like, my mom was like, when he was telling stories, he's like, are you okay, honey? Like, like, and I could tell from my dad that like, he was seeing demons like mm-hmm. from, from stuff that he had to do. So for me, it was a huge culture shock from like anything, even to this day. Like I, I play COD with some homies and like some of them are white and they'll be like, their mom will tell them or their sister will do something. They'll call their sister. They'll like tell their sister or their mom to fuck off, you know? Yeah. And, and shit like that. Oh, and I'm just like, I could never fathom telling my mom or like even my sister, like I'll say, shut up, you know, like that's as far as I go with my sister. And it's kind of also as how I've been raised as an African, she's older than me. So I can't be like, fuck you her face yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. that's just like how i've been like i grew up fearing my elders like yeah i still do so that that that's yeah. that was my culture shock it's, it's very similar to korean culture korean culture and african culture have a lot of similarities i i fear my elders too i was raised to look at my elders even a month older that they're your superior that's just it that's the fact of life someone older than you is superior to you because they have more wisdom you know, and all that stuff. Right. So I understand. I also grew up in a very intense Christian environment. Mm-hmm. So for me, the cussing part wasn't never to that level because my dad wasn't, wasn't religious. He's like a Vietnam war vet and survived the Korean war when he was six. So he's like, just like your dad, he's seen some shit, you know, he's all of our dads. Shout out to our, shout out to, shout out to dads, dads man. Holy yeah, man, shit. yeah. Like, and yeah. So like that being said, it's, so when I come to Quebec, I'm going to come like when I was born here, uh, it was, it was weird because there was no Korean culture as a point of reference. I didn't understand what that meant. My parents couldn't communicate that to me effectively because there was that culture difference. 
all my friends, like it's also a very intensely Catholic, it's not Catholic anymore, but it's very culturally Catholic. So for me, I didn't even understand that being Protestant was a different thing completely. And that's why I was fascinated with religion because I was like, why are we different, you know? And I think one of the main reasons why I fell in love with, with the impact and yeah, it was specifically with the impact is because growing up, it was always like, everyone always made fun of me being Asian. So you're being racially abused of two languages, mm-hmm. essentially in English and in French. So, and it's like, it's hard to deal with. But then when you come to, when you meet like older Montrealers, they speak of the city as like, it's a playground. It's amazing. It's fun. Everyone loves each other. It's like Woodstock or some shit like that. So like, do you have that connection with Toronto? Because for me, like when I look at Montreal, I could like, at least with a soccer team, I could associate certain values that reflect the city, how the city feels. Do you feel like Toronto or TFC does that? Because like I was talking to, I was actually talking Yvonne de la Pitoire uh, a few days ago. And he was like, Toronto kind of loves being the big money team because that's kind of what the city is, right? Like Drake and it's, you know, and, you know, just flexing and flashing and everything. That's to me, that's Toronto. And I love that. Do you feel like there's more about TFC than just that? Absolutely. Because, I mean, we've like, I even hear that from White Cavs fans too, who are like, oh, you guys just, I'm like, we were, we were terrible for a long time too. Like we don't have the history that you and, and the White Cavs have, but it's like, I feel like you, 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 you've got to be smart to be good. Or you, or, or I, I don't know how the saying goes, but it's like, yes, we have, we have money now, but it's still like, we paid our dues, like bloody big deal, Jermaine Defoe, all of that, all flopping, you know, yeah. like it, it, it comes in waves and still like Toronto has, they, they've done a terrible, I shouldn't say that. I don't want to ruin the bag or anything like that. I'll just say Canadian teams have done like a terrible job at like, Terrible, but also good job. Because when you look at TFC now, look at all the young black, um, yes. black DP, not DPs, but young players, Ralph Preso, Jaden Nelson, uh, uh, Jaquille, all of them. And they're always doing like these videos. I kind of, where it's like, you hear the kids playing like crossbar challenge. You're like, yeah, eh? run it up and nice it. And I'm like, yo, that's what Toronto is. You know, like these players, yes, we have Jefferson. Even Josie has adapted to to the Toronto culture, you know? That's great. It feel it's still like, yes, there is money to it, but even like Seba, like Toronto's a melting pot. There's so many Italians. There's so many like people who like it, they represent. It's not like they just buy big name players who have like no attachment. Usually it's something that the fans can stick by, you know, Josie was a black DP. That's, that's good. Like Toronto's a very, like, there's lots of, there's lots of black people brought a lot of people to the game. So I I think that stigma comes to Toronto a lot, but it's like, yes, we've spent a lot of money, but our team still represents the heck out of Toronto and its diversity. Yeah. Well, like you said too, like Vancouver, Montreal, they have like history. So it's kind of like, okay, well, Toronto has, okay, what do we have? We got money. So let's create, uh, let's create history. Like right. let's like these, these things are everything that you listed goes into our history. So from like 10, 20 years, 30 years from now, when we talk about it, yeah, we had a black DP, you know, like, yeah, we had guys from like all over the country that represented different cultures and pat and like parts of the city as well too. So, you know, we got to start somewhere. Right. And at least we got some money to do it. I think the like association with TFC being the big money team, it, it says more about other Canadian cities, stereotypes about, Toronto, because every city has a stereotype, right? When you look at Winnipeg, murder capital, like we, we just think that Vancouver, potheads, Montreal are separatists, Quebec City, where's that? You know, <laughs> like just like we all have like our, and I feel like when whenever you say Toronto's a big money team, the way you guys react towards that statement is also very Torontonian, which is, yeah, we have money, fuck you. And that's it. It's like, and then, and then if you want to break it down. But the money represents us, you know? But that's the thing. And then when yeah. you just break it down and say, like, we deserve this money because we worked, we sucked since. Yeah, it didn't come easy, fam. Exactly. Like, it is, like obviously, Whitecaps and y'all have been terrible from time. Uh, actually, no, the Whitecaps are doing well. And I got to save my, I got to secure my any potential bag with them. So shout out to Go Caps. Um, <laughs> Montreal, y'all have been terrible for a long time, you know? So yeah. it's just, yeah, also, for me, it also feels salty when you guys say that. Yeah, but TFC is also owned by MLSC. So, like, that's, like, one of the biggest sports organizations in the world. So that's mm-hmm. also where the money comes. Montreal oh. and Vancouver are running independently. So it's harder to generate 
you know, money. Like you got. That's not my. Pro- that's not our problem. <laughs> I'm no. I'm just, I'm just saying like, that, that's something we have. We just have an upper hand on. Like we just happen yeah. to have. A- We're yeah. Toronto's the marketable team. I'm a less. Like, it you is. Know? Yeah, mean, you know, it's like yo, we we got the money, so yeah, fuck it, you. It guys. makes sense. I mean, like again, it makes sense that Toronto would have a major. Go Caps. Like again, it makes sense that Toronto would get like major. Season starting like, soon. Like. To me, it makes sense that uh, Toronto gets, you know, the big money because, you know, it's Toronto. And then Vancouver and Montreal, for me, it's it's t- very typical of the vibe of the cities to be independent and do it their own way. You know, like Montreal, what I love is that it's owned by Montrealer. Uh, the staff that work there are Montrealers. We have uh, so many young players coming through from Montreal. And Toronto is the same thing. So I love seeing... I don't like how you did Shamit Shom, though. Y'all did my guy dirty. Oh, yeah. No, I actually like the I- CPO. To be fair to Shemit Shom, I liked him. I, I thought he was a good rotational player. He's still a young player. So I was like, I thought he was a good rotational player. He he has a bit of flair to his game, but they keep putting him in all these random positions. I was like, yo, they should have given more given him more time. It's that Henri video, man. That Henri video of him yelling at him, that's what oh, killed him. Shit. That's what killed him, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that went on every single sports platform. Shemit, Just Henri yelling at him. Shemit, 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 you know how to play football. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that was rude. That was rude. Shout out to the homies, all the men. But like, that's just like, I, it has nothing to do with the the rivalry. But that actually, no, nah, that's a different tangent. I'm a, I was gonna rant. Well, what's the tangent? Just I was just like talking about how like Canadian teams are just. It was funny because I was talking about how like TFC is so like the players that they pick represent, but it's also like they treat players, Canadian players specifically, all of the Canadian teams so terribly. You know, hmm. uh, like it's it's hard for like it's like like with Shamit, like he they played him so many different ways, so many different roles. Did that video, which was kind of like, what what the heck do you want someone? How how do you want someone to to react? You know, yeah. Uh, recently with the Caps, like subbing Repo, Reposo off before half, it's like there's so many things that happen where it's like these are your, our Canadian players. Like yes, it's cool that we have like the the Josies, the Cavallinis, and and guys that like represent, but it's also you gotta. Look after like the younger ones, fam. Well, so what do you think that is? Why do you think that's the case? Like, why do you think they keep getting uh like trashed on? If not trashed on, but like put on their periscope. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know, and it very aggravating. And it's it's like the dude um who scored on Sheffield yesterday, uh, who's Canadian, but he doesn't have a single Canadian cap Wait, with any team, like no U15, U14. That's great. But he's he has a cap with the U18 England team. You know, stuff like that makes no sense to me. And Mitch was like, it's because we're multicultural. I'm like, that's not an excuse. In my head, I'm like, that's not an excuse. Like, not excuse. Look, at, look at the way that France does it. They're so multicultural. None of those guys are actually born France or like parents are from France, like Pogba's and, and those guys. They, they're stolen from Africa. So it's like, we need to be doing the same job that they're doing because clearly this guy now, he was the youngest Premier League player to score and now, now Canada is going to come calling. That's going to be a bad look, you know. Yeah, on his, uh, it was on his debut. The youngest player to score on. His yeah, debut. yeah. And it's like, yeah, like the minute there's a Canadian in Europe, get them. Like, why, why? But, why but, but even before that, it's like, it's like before nope. that, and like I played at a high level of football. We all played at high. Like I would go to showcases in America. I would go to big showcases in Canada where scouts were there. So it's like. It's not for a lack of anything like that. Like when I was from high school, I would go to three showcase tournaments every year in the summertime. Shit. There's no way that like, like, and I I played team Ontario too. So it's like how these things slip so often, like Jonathan David too. That's a big one. Like how do, like it's, it's wild to me how, how how bad it is. No, that's all That, that. That's all. That's a good point. Okay, this is an important point. I got two thoughts after you said that. So, is it be uh, to me? It seems like maybe because we just the Canadian FA, assuming they are, this is all new to them with the amount of talent coming out. I don't. If I were to come up with an excuse, but the talent, no, the talent has always been there. Because look at yo, AK, your homie who is on TFC. What's he doing now? Nothing. Gabe Gala, he's a real estate agent. And they were playing for Toronto FC, which means they were prof- they were good enough to play at the professional level. How the heck are they now in their 30s? Like early 30s and not like, you know, they get like kicked to the curb so easily, you know? Like well, they didn't, Canada didn't see the value of football until Jonathan mm-hmm. Jonathan David and Alfonso yeah. Davies, bro. Like 
Did, and Kadisha Buchanan. Our women seem more... Cincy. Uh-huh. I was yeah, just, no, I was well, just like being my regular self. They were great too. Like, was Sinclair being pushed to the Canadian public when she was one of the pr- most prolific players in the, in history? No, like that was like, you had to be a footy fan and like a really big footy fan to even know Sinclair, even if you're in Canada. I'm sure there's a lot of footy fans in Canada that love European football, have no idea who like Sinclair yeah. is. And yeah. that's like, that's the fault of like, of the like FA of like of the Canadian soccer, because if, if they're not pushing the athletes that we do have, how do they expect the growth, it, like the growth to happen? And then, Oh, now we have someone that's big. Okay. Yeah. Let's all, let's put everything in. Let's like start bringing influencers and influence photographers to like, you know, Canadian women's games and stuff. No, hire us fam. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the culture. Like, when I saw when like the Canadian women's had a game and like all these like influencers all of a sudden start going, I'm like, yo, Who are these you? women have yeah. been bagging goals. These women have been winning. Like, why is this like a cool thing now? Like, it's just, it's like now the men's team gets better. So then what now we promote the women's team? Like, nah, bro. Like that's not how it should be. That's whack. To me, it's like, I can't shake off the, um, I can't shake off the view that still professional sports is it's show business, right? At the end of the day, and there's a lot of people that get kicked to the side. Maybe they're just not showmanship enough, uh, despite having marketable. Yeah, or you, despite having tremendous talent. Like it's, I remember listening. To, you know, Brandon Shop. He's like a comedian now. He used to be a UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah. Like a, yeah, like he's I remember. Like massive, yeah, yeah, like huge guy. I, I think on Joe Rogan, he said he hated playing in the NFL. He was in the NFL and he played for the Buffalo Bills. You know and he hated playing NFL because he realized how much of a show business thing it is. They don't care about me. They don't care what I do afterwards. They don't care at all. I'm just there to perform. Well, that's that's what uh if if shameless plug, if y'all listen to the Derby cast, we had Ethan White come in. Uh he was one of our first guests, and he's a pro he he he's a pro footballer. He's now one of the best football photographers in, in Canada. And we chopped it up and he's like, These guys don't care about us, you know? Yeah. And like I've talked to other homies who are like pro ballers right now too. And it's like, it's a business bro, which, which sucks. And, and Canada soccer just doesn't value these players enough. It's like as simple as that, you know, it's like, there's so it's much business, bro. It like, yo, like if you look at it, it's a business, right? So Canada is just doing a horrible job at managing their business because. But also shout out to Canada soccer. We don't, we, we don't want to ruin any potential bag. We got you guys. You know, I, we know we heard that FIFA, you know, a little tournament have, might be coming to the. I, lo- I, I bought, I bought one of the jerseys. I bought the, I bought the women's Jersey. I love, I love, I love, I love Canada soccer. Um, CPL, just, all of that. I love to yeah, see put our homies on. Just gotta say, just gotta say, face juice. Uh, yeah, no, no, AK, thing, this is thing. these are these are bags for AK. <laughs> <laughs> I, me and AK were going brazy, and in my mind, I'm like, and you can keep this in. In my mind, I'm like, yo, wait, hold on. We, yeah, we were, like, we're, <laughs> if okay. If there's anything I could say on our behalf, uh, these are criticisms that we have about Canadian soccer because we sincerely believe in Canada soccer and that the associations do better. These are criticisms that we would like to see improved upon. I think that's a diplomatic way of ending that topic. Yeah. But also, but not trying to ruin any bags out here. <laughs> but I guess um, I just <laughs> want to bring up this one last point, then we'll close off. You did both of you play for Team Ontario? I did. I just played the the highest I played was college. I was okay. Like, like the highest I played was double A, and I got denied to play for my Sija team because I wasn't because I'm Asian. Like that that was a fact. By the way, no, no. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Except for the first year, the first year I went for right back. Except there was eight dudes going for one position. Uh, one of those. And the guy who got it was just way better. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't deserve it. You deserve it, kind of thing. Because he was really fucking good. And then the next year I tried, I did. I denied their striker. I don't even play defender. I'm a winger, and I denied the striker all game. I don't get picked. I'm like, I see what it is. I'm not Italian because you coach mm-hmm. are Italian. I can say whatever the fuck I want because he's fired. Fuck that guy. Stupid tactics. Anyway, he's a dump yes, sir. He's a dump and chase fucking loser. Anyway. Fuck that guy. I'm certainly tactics. Fuck that. I'm still hate to see that. But anyway, so back to the team Ontario. Like I didn't ask my friends who played for Team Quebec, but you, you know, Tugwa, for you a team Ontario, when you play Team Quebec, was it a big deal? Or was did you guys ever play? Yeah, it's always, bro. It's just that rivalry, fam. Like, okay, how was it? Tell me from your perspective as an Ontarian about to play a Quebecois team. Just you don't like them, bro. It's like it you, I can't 
dramatize it. Like, it's just like, <laughs> you just don't like them. Like, you know how, like we feel right now, like how, when you were like, when I told you about how I had to shoot TFC and while Montreal was saying F and you're like, yeah. I'm going to hold on to that. And remember, it's just like that. You have all of those moments from like a child. Remember like Montreal Canadians. I don't want that stick. All of those things now go into play when you're about to play the game, you know, mm. did you you're coaches about- ever like, yeah yeah like you know fuck these guys like always and it's just it's just like in high like well high school or or college when you play that rivalry team your coach is always going to be like yo we can't lose these guys yeah it was a humber thing humber was the humber and seneca were like sick oh my god they were like crazy squads that was the beat you went to seneca no i went to i went to george brown oh but that's yeah no seneca seneca they were dead ballers bro that absolute ballers those are actually really cool high school names seneca no those are that's college it's college 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 college. so seneca college i always like the name seneca anyway um yeah but york was like the big university they're the ones like won like national championships and shit what's funny well york york has like the best out of i'd say one of the best pedigrees or resumes mark anthony k is from there raheem edwards is from there i almost made the reserve squad oh I didn't make it. yeah i almost made the reserve squad that's the closest i got to that team that was it okay because i had friends that played for team quebec and i never asked them what it was like to play for team ontario but if i were to put myself in those shoes i'd be like yeah i don't want to loosen them because it's kind of like it erased the french and english erased the protestant catholic whatever it is it's still like that's the next big thing next door. You don't want to lose to that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like at the end of the day, it's like it's all love. Like, yeah, like I hate Montreal Impact or Club de Foot, but it's like you're still the homie. Like Kessie yeah, is still man. the homie. Nine four, like all y'all. Like, I got love for y'all. Yeah, you but it's it. like yeah. it's just like it, it's bragging rights at the end of the day. That's the biggest thing. See, this is everyone, what I love. Everyone needs an enemy, bro. That's everyone it. needs an enemy. It pushes I love, you. I love shitting on Toronto, but I love going to Toronto. The food there. The, the selection, the energy. I love the city. My friend lives there and I'm like, I love visiting him. It but you didn't get good. Momos. You didn't get nah, Momos. Didn't get so. Momos. So I'm I, still mad at you for not for that. I know. But what I love, okay, to end it off, it truly ended off because um, I don't know if can we disclose that we're all potheads? Can you guys disclose that? Okay. Yeah, fuck it. I smoke mad weed. Tug was uh, no comments. Uh, <laughs> he pleads the fifth in American courts. I just don't want room. Yeah, it's legal. It's legal. I smoke mad weed. It's okay. Okay. My mom's. My mom might be listening, fam. But yeah, I guess I kind of out of myself. No, he doesn't. He he likes to tease us. No, I smoke weed. My parents. My parents definitely know. We just have never had that conversation. But like, that's that African conversation. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's and and that's again one of those like upbringing things. It's like Mm. I'm 26 and I still don't want to have that conversation with my mom. (laughs) <laughs> you know what's funny is that i had that conversation with my mom and like she caught me smoking weed and she was like is that marijuana i'm smelling i'm like yes and she was like she takes my joint and she takes a hit she doesn't cough and i'm like how are you not coughing and she was like when i was in college my friends would grow weed in the apartment and then when it was ready they crushed a flower rolled it in newspaper and they smoke it and I am a newspaper. This is like, yeah, that's the most badass thing I've ever like. Just a mom saying, What the what, the, what are you smoking? Give me that shit. And what she was Takes saying, a drag out of it. Oh, exactly. This is, uh, fuck, this is it's too, shit, shit. This shit's too clean. Where's the ink? My mom, my mom had me on a tight, tight rope when I when she caught my shit. Oh man, that's like this is what I was gonna say was like. What's so funny is that I think what bonds all Canadians now in this new era, despite all the rivalries and shit, we all could come together over beer or weed or even soccer. Like, like with you guys, I know I could do all three and that's what I love. And then that's what I love about the internet because I could connect with guys like you who feel the same way as I do. Because when I was growing up, it's very easy to get caught up say like everyone Toronto is a dickhead. You know, it's easy to get caught up like that. But, you know. I have cousins who are Torontonians and they're not like that. And then I've been, it's only been fucking fun having, you know, being your podcast producer on DiaryCast. So for me, it's like, I look forward to that every week, you know? So that being said, I think we should close off because we're pushing over an hour and I'm also running out of uh, things to say, but I guess to end, like, do you guys want to, any final last words, any uh, plugs you want to give in, put your socials if you want. Actually, Yeah, everyone... Everyone go and listen to the Darby cast. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Tell a Friend to Tell a Friend. FM and follow us on socials. We're Darby Magazine on Twitter, Darby Mag on on Instagram. I'm Shuttersworth on Instagram. I post like once every three months, but it's fire. 
Um, and no, nah, shout out to the Soccer Pilgrim. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes. My bad, my bad. That's how we discovered. That's how we discovered uh, Jisoo, actually. We listened. Well, he sent us a little, little resume on email. So I'm like, all right, let me go check out his podcast. <laughs> how disappointed are you now that you know us? Like, like yeah. after, like, your initial <laughs> like, email, like, what, what were your thoughts before? Like, did you think we were some real actual people? Yo, for real. Like, I, I, I tend to overthink with things anyway. And I thought, I just thought, like, you guys got a magazine. It's print. Who does, who still does print? So I was like, this must be legit. And then that's when I sent the email. I was like, oh, okay. You guys are just homies chilling. I was like, I love this. I, this is what I kind of needed, to be honest. Yeah, fam. No, but that's homies. that's what's so dope about, like, again, I, I know you wanted to close off, but, like, nah, social, when you said it, like, with social media, it's like, I have so many homies who some of them I've never actually met. Like, like in me. person. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you, like Ben Green, mm, like, Kessia. like there's, yeah, Kessia, Luke Taylor, like people, Yvonne, Alex, yeah. like people all, all over the world. Yeah. And like when people are like, yo, social media is terrible. I'm like, no, because legit, some of like, the I have boy. best friends who I grew up with, but like some of my best homies, like now who I talk to more than anything, never actually seen them. So it's like social media is great. Like the football community is like, cause me and AK are both photographers. I started out in like the Toronto photography scene, trying to do like cityscapes. And that community I found was terrible because it was like, unless you were one of those top dogs, nothing mattered. Whereas with this footy community, like I could be wrong, but I feel like everybody is just friends with everybody. Everyone's willing to help out. Everyone's willing to talk like if you have a question you can dm somebody um minus aaron west even though i still one of my homies i dm'd him like three (laughs) years ago and still no response but like for the most part everyone is like so dope yeah yeah as long as you got some footy content on your feed everyone's willing to talk that's true and like (laughs) and i guess i I guess to close it off for myself it's we didn't really talk too much of detail about montreal tfc but the I didn't tell you this for the pre-show. Forever in our shadows. What I wanted this episode to be was to learn the Toronto side. And I think I got a lot of it, especially you guys being kids of immigrants and, you know, growing up the way you guys did is very much the same as me, except in English. You know what I mean? It's, it's really just the same. And, and it's funny because I still enjoy the fact that we could still hundred percent uncensor ourselves when we're, when I'm talking about TFC, which I rarely don't cause they're winning, but can't say nothing, bro. But I still love the fact that that's a part of the game because I see too many people who get way too into their clubs and they get offended. And I'm like, bro, relax. Anyway, it's the new age. It is what it is. But anyway, that being said, to everyone listening right now, thank you for listening. Thank you for being an audience. I appreciate you. Please share, subscribe, Soccer Pilgrim to all your socials. And yeah, so thank you to my guest, AK Tugwa. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate you guys being here. And also, like I said, man, I loved working at well, working i don't call it work to me it's just chilling really working up to our paying you either don't 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 lie to the people <laughs> exactly <I won't. laughs> to, like people saying like, none of us are getting paid though by the way we're not uh, taking advantage of nobody <laughs> that's but that's the thing is that we still come together knowing we're not getting paid because we believe in this project and that's what i love about the vibe of darby magazine so thank you for, for the being love of footies yeah yeah exactly thank you for being you for the love of footy to everyone listening once again thank you bye easy peace <laughs>